0: We are on the fourth week of a, of a teaching series. I want to show you the intro video, um, just in case it's your first time here, catch you up real quick. So for the last three weeks, this is the fourth week and the final week, we've been talking about the story where Jesus walks out to the disciples on the lake, or the, the you know, it's a big, big body of water, and, and Peter sees him out walking on the water, and Peter says, That's, that's you, God tell me to walk on the water. And and he takes this incredible step of belief and faith in God, steps out and walks on the water. We've been using that as as an analogy for how we live our lives with Jesus in the times when God calls us to take sometimes steps that are intimidating for us. Um, So the three things that we've been talking about, self-doubt, Fear and regret. We've done one week on each of those. These are things that, if you were one of the followers of Jesus in the boat that day, you could have wondered, "Do I have what it takes?" Or when, when you have something that you are wanting to step into in life, something new that God has put in your path—an opportunity, a relationship, or like Michael had this week, an opportunity to just talk to somebody at work. There's that moment where you wonder, "Do I have what it takes?" I'm afraid to do this, and I have some regrets from. Past times when I haven't done this, and all of that baggage is there. Right at that moment of decision, right is that that is all standing right in front of you. And if we can step in spite of that stuff, God wants to free us from that stuff so that we can begin to take steps into the exciting and adventurous stuff that God has for us. So the picture of following Jesus has been painted in America that I think looks really dull and boring. But if you read the account of Jesus' life and what it was like to be a follower of Jesus, it was anything but boring. And we've become a culture that has an obsession with safety, an obsession with, you know, just think about it. Like when I was a kid, I, I mean, I'm not saying these are all bad things, but I'm alive and well today. And when I was a kid, just to be honest, I didn't wear a seatbelt in the back of the Oldsmobile. Right, I mean, I love that thing because I could just stretch out. Right, I didn't certainly didn't have a car seat. I didn't wear a helmet when I went biking. When I played at the playground, the mulch was not made of rubber. You know, it was wood. Now we can't even have what regular mulch. It's got it. What? I don't know what you call that stuff. Have you ever seen the fake mulch? It's there. You go, and it's probably good for their environment. I know, whatever. But it, there is just like. And, and we, are, we are guilty of this, my family, maybe more than all. Um, we were at the park cleanup, and we had just picked up trash for an hour, and I came upon my daughter eating some donuts with her bare hands. And I know some of you just like, I said, like oh my gosh. And, um, and I said, what are you doing? You know, <laughs> and Mandy wasn't there, and Mandy's really the germ police, and and, uh, and Christine was like, she was wearing gloves, right? And I was like, yeah, but, 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 but you don't know. <laughs> so I made her throw those donuts away. I did. I did. And I went and got the Purell. That's right. Now, we have multiple Purells in every car. We have a backup Purell. And when you walk into our house, we actually have a hazmat Purell thing you walk through <laughs> that sprays you down. <laughs> industrial size. Um, And, and, you know, so safety is like, it it is a big thing and some of it's good, but I think some of it's overkill. Like when I I have this, this debate that goes on in my head. So my daughter, just, just for instance, my daughter likes to climb things lately, my seven-year-old. And so, you know, yesterday she was climbing this tree and she was like, daddy, and I turn around and she's way the heck up there in that tree. And I've had a doctor tell me once kids shouldn't climb higher than twice their height, which for her is like that. So uh, I I was, you know, then you're, you're caught. Because if I rob her of all risk, if I, if I raise my kids to not have any risk, to not take any, uh, any chances, they'll never learn all that good stuff I learned as a kid. Like, don't skateboard down the hill ever. Like, I learned that as a kid, right? It took me one time, and I learned it, and it was painful, but I never did it again the rest of my life, you know? Um, you know, don't whack other people's hands with sticks. Like, I learned that. As a kid, it was a good risk to take. It was worth it. I got spanked by my neighbors, and I never did it again. Right? So, but we, you know, if I rob my kids of all those risky situations, they'll never live. Right? Where are we going to draw the line? Am I going to put my kids in this soundproof, you know, danger-proof, padded cell for the rest of their lives? Some of my greatest experiences in life have have taken risk, have taken effort. And if we remove risk from our lives, honestly, we remove a lot of what God would call you to. And so the American ethic has become risk-averse. But the Jesus ethic is the total opposite. Following Jesus should be full of adventure. Following Jesus should be stretching. It should—and now, for some of you, you're going to hear this and you're going to be like— You're not selling this to me, Christian. I don't want to be stretched. I don't want to take risks. I understand. But this is is what it means to be a follower of Jesus. Jesus is going to ask you to get out of the boat. He's going to ask you to get out of your comfort zone. He's going to provide opportunities for you to step into other people's stories. See, if Christians are just safe, comfortable people who sit in places like this for an hour or two a week and check the box and say that's what it is to follow Jesus, we've missed it. Jesus didn't come and die and raise again so that we can have a church. If you define churches, buildings with people sitting and listening to me, it's more important. This is like the huddle. I was thinking about this yesterday. This is like in football. This is like the huddle. It's important. Okay? You need to huddle with your team before the play. But nobody watches football for the huddles. They're so boring. In fact, if you ever go watch professional football live, you're struck By how much time they spend in huddles. Because all that stuff is like, they put filler on TV to interest you and to keep your attention. Because they know that we can't watch anything for more than 10 seconds without being entertained. Right? But you watch it live and you're like, that play took 3 seconds and now they're going to talk about it for another 45. But we do need to huddle. But this isn't the point. Sunday morning isn't the point. It's not. It's what you do tomorrow at work, tomorrow at school. It's what you do the next day with your neighbor, with your family, with your kids, with your spouse that matters. And I think Jesus is restoring to us a sense of adventure for following Jesus. Guys, I am more excited to wake up in the morning for church right now than I ever have been in my whole life because we are taking a risk. We've we're, we've left a very comfortable building. We've, I've left a very comfortable job, and we're stepping out into a new community. But we love this community, and we're going to make a difference in this community. And it makes me excited to get up in the morning. It makes me excited to go to work in the morning. So here, this is the, sta- the statement that I would hope would stick with you today. Risk opens the door for God to surprise you. If Michael, that's the perfect uh, other six for us to watch today you could have chosen to stay in the boat. You could have just sat down and you might have then dealt with regret later, but you had no idea. See, here's what stops us from stepping in is we don't know what's on the other side. There's no guarantee. There's no guarantee you're not going to sink. And that lack of guarantee is what stops us dead in our tracks. But could we flip that? Instead of, I'm afraid of what I don't know, I'm excited to find out. About what I don't know. You ever, you ever tried a new flavor of ice cream? I have no fear. Graham Slam came out a couple years ago. Man. And they don't have it out all the time, which is, like, so smart of them. Because you can't, like, get, you, you can't get, uh, it doesn't ever get old. But, like, the first time I tried that, I didn't know what was going to happen. But I was excited. That's what it's like following Jesus. I can always work ice cream into a teaching. You'll find. Right? It's... It's that next step. See, risk opens the door for God to surprise you. You don't know what that next step's going to be. So there's a guy named Solomon in the Old Testament. Um, he was, it's written about him that he is the wisest man to ever live. And he wrote this. Not that. I wrote that. He wrote this. Farmers who wait for perfect weather never plant. Now, how many farmers do we have in the room? All right, we've got a half, one and a half farmers, and that little guy. Maybe when you grow up, yes. All right, farmers who wait for perfect weather never plant. If they watch every cloud, they never harvest. This is the church. This is Christians. This is me. I'm waiting. Just when are you wait? When are you gonna? When are you gonna step out and do that? When are you gonna talk to that person? Well, you know, it's just it wasn't the right time yet. Like I wasn't feeling it, and, and it wasn't. And all these excuses, when we wait for the perfect moment, I heard somebody say that if leaders would do all of their B plus plans instead of half of their A plus plans, they would get so many more great things done in the world. Because we're always waiting for the perfect thing. No, plant your seed in the morning and work all afternoon. Do both things. You have four ideas, do them all. Who knows? One of them might work. Or if you're really lucky, they all might work. That's what this says. If you wait around for everything to be perfect, you're never going to get anything done. So just try it. Try this, try that, try this, try that. Who knows? One of them might work. Or all of them might work. Wouldn't that be great? It's never been true in my life, but it's a possibility. So I was driving home. I was driving to pick up my kid from school two weeks ago, and I came upon two cars parked. um, And it's like this this blind hill, and they were parked on the right lane. (laughs) And they were standing in the left lane on the blind side of a hill, two older ladies. And I thought, they're going to die. So I drove around them and they were like, can you help us? And I said, I'm helping you. And I drove past them and drove up to the top of the hill and, and stopped a bus that was just about to come barreling down. And, and I like stopped traffic and I was like, guys, you need to stand on the other side of the road. That I motioned the bus through. This lady had been driving on Strickersville Road and this tree had dropped right in front of her car. And... It broke apart, and one went under her car, and, and she, you know, so I was like, you need, you need to call the cops, and, and let's see what we can do. We've got to get you to safety. I moved the tree off the road. I pulled the tree out from of her car. I was working out last week during the teaching, right? All that, all that weightlifting. Actually, my forearm still hurt a little bit, but I got the tree out. She was a little bit scared and shaken up, so I drove her and her car to a neighborhood down the street, Then I ran back down, got my car, drove it back. And worked out a ride for her to go pick up her kid. Things seemed okay. Me, how I live my life, I'm always on the lookout to invite people to church. So I'm always like, you know, is it you? Is it you? And and I just didn't feel it. I don't want to take advantage of her in this difficult situation. So I was like, okay, whatever. It's still good to do good, even if I don't invite them to church, right? So, um, and I wasn't even like, hey, I did that in the name of Jesus, just so you know. I mean, it just was a good person. And so, uh, then I left and I went and got my daughter, and I went and did something at the church. And I'm driving home, and this same lady is walking alone on the side of Strickersville Road. And so I pulled over. I was like, hey, want a ride? She's like, oh. And she's on the phone. She's like, it's that nice guy who helped me earlier today. Right? <laughs> she hops in my car. I'm like, what are you doing? Did, so I had, two people had stopped, and this other lady had said she would take her to get her kid from this school. It's like, what happened to the lady? She's like, well, she, I actually don't know what happened, but somehow she got... She didn't get a ride back to her car, so now she's walking back to her car on these dangerous back roads. Like, who does that? But so I drove her back to her car, and still there was just like it just like wasn't there. Like the cop was there, and be like, "Hey, excuse me, before you commit your official business, I've got a card for you, City Light," you know. And so I didn't invite her, and I drove away, all conflicted. Like, did I blow it? Did I miss an opportunity? But you know what? Sometimes you just do good, right? You just do it just keep busy in the morning, get busy in the afternoon, just do good. That wasn't an opportunity. Who cares, right? But then there's other opportunities. If you keep stepping into opportunities, if you keep stepping in, more and more doors are going to open, and God is going to surprise you, all right? So I was going to talk about a guy who comes to this church, but he didn't come today. So anyway, there's a guy. He just started coming, and I sent him an email this week, and I said, hey, you should come to my house for small group. And I thought, there's no way this guy's coming to this small group, right? Who's going to come? He doesn't know anybody there. He, this, he's been to our church one time. He's, never, he's met me for three seconds. He's never been to my house. Like, why would you do this? I know that I would not do this, but I'm just trying to be nice. And he shows up at my house. And I was like, wow. And that's what I said, like, when I opened the door. I was like, wow. <laughs> and he turned around and left. Um, he, he, uh, and I thought, you, he's taking a risk. He's, he's stepping out. So, like, what is the risk for you? So, for some of you, the risk you need to take is you need to step out into community. Like, you're not someone who loves to open up your life for, to people. So, that's a risk for you. Like, go to a small group. Go to an outreach. Talk to somebody else, somebody new. That's, that's a big enough risk right there. Okay? For some of you, the risk may be stepping onto one of our teams here at the church. Like coming early and volunteering, or staying late and volunteering, or it might be joining one of the nonprofits that we have here that we partner with. Urban Promise is here, represented today, right? Uh, that you can volunteer with Urban Promise. You can volunteer. There's so many. You can volunteer with Mark. You can volunteer with um, What's the one that you do, Dad? Good neighbors. Good neighbors right. <laughs> there's there's so many that you can. Maybe that's the step you need to take. You know, maybe the risk you need to take is talking to your neighbor and inviting them to church. Or talking to someone about your faith. Maybe the risk you need to take is is an employment opportunity. Maybe you're in high school and you've got risks that you need to take. Or you have a a team that you need to try out for. Or there's a play coming up that you need to try out for. Or there's a friendship that you need to work on. There's all these, these risks that are before us. And here's what I want to say. Risk opens the door for God to surprise you. Don't wait till the perfect conditions. Okay? Don't wait until everything seems like it's lined up and ready to go. Sometimes you just need to jump. Just take that leap. Just say. Sometimes it's just say those words. Like Michael had to open the door there by just saying, you know, it's like, it's so hard to get the words out. Can I pray for you? And then when it's out there, like, it's out there and you've started it. Like, now there's no pulling it back. Like, just kidding. I don't pray for people. Right? Just step out there. All, the worst they could have done is said no. Right? They're not going to kill you. What's the worst that could happen? All right? So here's the thing. Risk opens up. I want to show you one more Bible verse here. So Paul is one of the followers of Jesus who wrote a lot of what we call the New Testament today. But basically they were letters to churches that he planted or helped plant. Like this church. Okay? In the town of Ephesus, he planted a church and he wrote him a letter later. And he said, listen guys, God can do anything. Far more than you could ever imagine or guess, or request in your wildest dreams. God can do anything. He doesn't do it by pushing us around, but by working within us, his spirit deeply and gently within us. Here's the thing. If Peter had never stepped out of the boat, nobody would have walked on water except for Jesus. Nobody would have. And now we've got one, one other guy. If you, would, if you don't take that step, You'll never find out. Here's what I want to communicate Like, How can I say this? Like if you think, what you think is going to happen if you step out, what if God has a surprise for you? What if there's, how many miracles have we missed because we haven't just taken that chance or said that prayer or talked to that person? How many opportunities have we missed because we haven't taken the risk and then if you took the risk on the other side which you can't see from there but on the other side of that risk is God ready to surprise you. See, more often than not, God doesn't say hey, let me tell you all that's about to happen so you can feel safer when you step out. More often than not, God says you can't tell what's going to happen. So just step out. And listen, if you're here today and you're exploring faith in Jesus. You haven't said, yes, I know that I want to be a follower of Jesus. Or you're even not sure, like, I don't know what the Bible, I don't know what the, you know, I don't know how it impacts my life. It doesn't seem relevant to me. What we're talking about today still works. And this is why I'm a follower of Jesus, is because what God talks about, it applies to our everyday life and it works. So you don't have to, you don't have to believe what Jesus is saying for this to work for you, okay? There are See, here's the truth, is that God loves you and wants to do good things in your life. But accessing a lot of those things requires a step of risk on our part. Some people, like Christians, would say faith, a step of faith. And the guy who started the Vineyard Movement, he would say faith is spelled R-I-S-K. There's an element of risk involved. So even if you're not a believer in Jesus yet... There's, a, there's an element of risk that will open up doors to you seeing more of God in your life. In fact, you might be here today thinking, I've been thinking about this, Christian. You've been talking about this. I am ready to take a step. And the step of risk before you today is crossing the line of, yeah, I want to be a follower of Jesus. I want to make that commitment. We were talking in the starting point last week about how following God is about a, an initial commitment, but then a lifelong journey. Maybe you're at that point today. Jesus died and rose again for you to be connected with Him. Not His judgment, not His uh, you know, watching over your shoulder, not His negative attitude, not His expectations of your failure and things you may have been taught and guilt and shame. He died and rose again so that you could be connected with His love You can be connected with his peace. You can be connected with his salvation. That's a good word. And so maybe you're here today and you have that step to take of risk to step for the first time into a relationship with Jesus. That could be it. And there's a surprise on the other end for you. God has good things that you could never have guessed. I would encourage you to take that step today. But no pressure. I mean, honestly, it's a big decision. And what we say here is to be like, we're fine. Hang out. Be here. That's why we built this church. It's for people to come find out more about following Jesus. And you don't have to make that decision. But I want to offer it every week. So when we're done, there'll be people over here to pray with you, and you can come over there. All right? So put up the title slide again, please, and then we'll end. The one with my special statement. There it is. Risk opens the door for God to surprise you. Just let that sink in. Let that hit you. Is Nathan here? Yeah. We want some music on. So risk opens the door for God to surprise you. You don't know what's on the other side of that risk, that step, that step of faith. And think about that when you get in those moments. When you have someone that you could serve. When someone's hurting in your, in your like sphere. You know, like your sphere of life is someone hurting in that moment. You know, I got an email this week from someone who, um, whose daughter had surgery and I just thought, man, that's a, that's a lot. Like that, have you ever been through all the medical stuff? It's like, that's a lot. So I, I could have just been like Michael's thoughts and prayers, right? I could have just been like, hey, thoughts and prayers are with you. But I thought, like, what else could I do? Like she might, and I don't know this person real well, so maybe this is like too forward. Or like, I had, I had those thoughts of fear and self-doubt. But I put them away and I said, hey, I'd, I'd really like to do something practical for you. You know, could we like get you a gift card for a dinner? So at least one night this week, with everything you have, with the care of your daughter, you don't have to worry about it. Like and I just put it out there, like in in the you know, internet world. And and she wrote back, like, and, and it was good, and I think it was another step of connection. I'm trying to like bring it down. Like, risk can sometimes be just like being relational. Like everything in this in this life right now is about blocking us off. Like, risk can be just stepping outside of our comfort zone. So, and it can be bigger too. I just want to encourage you guys that you don't know what's on the other side. God, what what might God do if we just started saying yes to the possibilities that God puts in our life, to the nudges that you feel from God? Start saying yes to them. There's a whole other avenue of possibility that maybe we've been missing. So let's stand up. I want to pray for you real quick. And we want to invite you to get prayer. If you'd like to receive prayer, we'll have some people over there by that wall who would love to pray with you today. And again, um, yeah, so let's close our eyes. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus, for how much you love us. Thank you, Jesus, for how much you love us. Thank you that following you is an adventure. And I pray for everyone in this room right now that you would... Just give us the courage to take those steps of risk. And if everybody can just have their eyes closed for just a second, I just want to invite you to raise your hand. If, you're, if you are thinking, yeah, I'd like to make that first decision to follow Jesus, just raise your hand real quick. No one's looking. And then you can put it back down. All right. So we just say thank you for that, Jesus. And um, I want to talk to you. So if you raise your hand, I'm going to try to talk to you today before you leave. We just say yes to you, Jesus. And we love you, God. And um, amen. One last thing. I did put a blank card under your chair. And what I'd love you to do, so at the end of every teaching, we have a response and reflection time. So we're going to have a song of worship. You can sing. You can get prayer. You can get this blank card out. It's blank on purpose because I want you just to think about one step, one risk you could take this week. Write it down. And that's your assignment this week is to do what you write on that card. All right.